welcome to the shit show. <laughs> it's never changing. We are who we are. That's a Kesha song. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> God, we're starting like out Kesha. real good. Here we are. Oh, Here we so are. Excited. The past three days, my face is just hot. And then like my upper chest area is just hot. I'm like hot. Hot flashes. But I don't think I'm old enough for that, though. Are you just feeling yourself? You're saying you're hot? Do you think you're hot or something? Do you think you're pretty? What you're saying is you think you're really pretty. Today we read, (laughs) today we are going to talk about King of Wrath by Anna Huang. Yes, we are. Before we start, as a content warning for this book, if these are things you do not want to read about, listen to, listen about, listen, whatever, listen to, read, whatever, you know, you can read with your ears. It's okay. They are blackmail. Death of a family member mentioned, emotional abuse, family disownment, parental neglect, and robbery at gunpoint. Pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a roaring start. Oh, my God. The shit fest has begun. Anywho, King of Wrath (laughs) features Vivian and Dante, and our book starts off with Vivian. Vivian Lau is a 29-year-old, and she comes from a very, I want to call it a tight-knit family. Family is very important to her, and she does what her family wants, even if it is a detriment to herself. She doesn't need to work because she has a trust fund and family money, but she wants to work. So she works as an event planner to make her own money. And the book starts out with her being called to dinner at her parents' house. They have important news for her. So the important news is that they have secured her a suitable match. Yeah. And in case you're curious, none of these meals that Vivian ever has with her family goes well. Her mother, when she sees her the first time, just goes, your skin looks dull. And I'm like, okay, that's great. And they do bring up marriage to her a lot because she is 29 and she's not married. She basically has been told that an arranged marriage was going to be her future from a young age. And she kind of knew that if she made it to 30, that that was her deadline. So she knew that she didn't have very much time left. Yeah. And, you know, she makes jokes about marriage all the time. And her dad does not like that. And he goes, you know, every time we bring up marriage, you make a joke. Marriage is not a joke. It is an important matter for our family. Look at your sister. She has a sister and her sister has an arranged marriage as well. Um, Yes, it's said that arranged marriages were common practices in our world of big business and power plays where marriages weren't love matches. They were alliances. My parents married my sister off for a title and I'd known my turn was coming. I just hadn't expected it to come so, so soon. So this bomb drop at dinner, while she was expecting it, she just didn't know it was coming tonight. Yeah, I do want to insert. She makes a comment to her dad because she was like, you know, I know it's not a joke and, but it's also not something to think about right now. I am dating. There are plenty of single men in New York. And she just goes, 
My last date tried to rope me into a seance to contact his dead mother so she could meet me and get her approval. And I thought that was funny because she's like, I'm not telling him that part, though. But yeah, when they said that, you know, we've secured a suitable match for you, like her blood runs cold because she's like, fuck me. And guess what? Uh-oh. That suitable match. He's coming to dinner tonight. So her suitable match comes to dinner and her suitable match is Dante Russo, which she knows not knows knows, but knows of because he is an elusive billionaire bachelor that everyone wants and no one can get. He doesn't give anyone the time of day. When he shows up to a party, everyone scrambles around him and tries to get his attention. Big deal. He is old, old money. And her family is not. And she's wondering how this match came to be because it doesn't really quite... It doesn't balance make sense out. because he is known to just be the eternal bachelor focuses solely on his business and he never dates anybody. And so it doesn't make sense. And she also thinks that they're going to kill each other. So there's that. He's so they also start, not very nice to her. They start hashing out, or I should say, the parents start hashing out the details of how this is going to work out over dinner. That the father tries to say, this wedding is going to take place in six months. And Dante's like, but how would that look? Do you want a shotgun wedding? Is that what kind of look you want for your family? No. A year is more reasonable. And they go back and forth. And we find out through Dante's perspective that, yeah, Vivian was right. This doesn't quite add up. Dante was blackmailed into this arrangement two weeks ago and basically was given the ultimatum marry vivian or your brother dies yeah but, but why we, that's does all his we know brother that's die? all we know that's all we know we find out really soon <laughs> dante calls his brother luca to his house he really thought about burning the Lau's house down but he can't do that it's arson and he hasn't stooped to murder yet so but he calls Luca and Luca's like, oh, what's up? And he goes, aren't you curious why I just called you here? He goes, you missed me? And I'm like, first of all, I didn't like Luca for a very long time in this book. <laughs> Don't like him. And he goes, oh, you missed me? He goes, no, not, not really. And then he just like tosses him in a manila envelope and goes, open it. And this is where we find out that Luca was caught banging a mafia princess, which are you fucking kidding me? You just don't do that. You don't do that. That's so stupid. You're going to die. Why would you? The niece of a a mafia Don. Because, you know. The Don of the mafia. Listen, the fucking Don of the mafia fucking. In secret. So fucking one dude touched a woman in this family. And it was like a cousin that he didn't even care about. And the dude got his dick cut off. Are you And his brain's blown out. You slept with a very liked niece of the fucking mafia family his favorite his favorite niece you fucking kid, you idiot so he got caught and now he's got pictures she's the apple of her uncle's eye yeah which means you're dead <laughs> like, pew, you're, pew. you're so dumb and he goes what and the so f- fucking vivian lao's father francis got photographic evidence of their trist 
and is threatening to go to Did you the dawn. Trist? Trist. Sorry, Trist. Photographic evidence of their Trist and and threatened to go to the dawn and give it to him. And that would be bye bye, Luca. Yeah. And so that's bye, how. Bye he- bye 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 bye. So that's how. Francis is blackmailing him. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah. And of course, Dante's pissed. And freaking Lucas, like, but I love her. And he goes, "Mm, but do you? Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) No, you don't. You just love somebody else. He's like, you will cut off all contact with Maria. That's her name. Effective immediately. I don't give a shit if she's your one true soulmate and you'll never find love again. (laughs) From this moment on, she doesn't exist to you. You will not see, speak, or otherwise communicate with her. If you do, I will freeze every damn account you have and blacklist any person who assists you financially. I'm also cutting your monthly allowance in half until you prove that you're capable of making better choices and he's like i have to marry this man's daughter now because of you which in my opinion luca sucks because in his defense though he didn't know that his you're gonna defend him he didn't know that his brother was gonna have to take some kind of fault for it also he met this lady it was the girl he, he met this lady in a bar he didn't know who it was. She just said her father was in construction. He, there we go. No shit he's in construction. First of all, no. <laughs> because if you know the fucking mafia and you know the people, he is Maybe stupid. Luca didn't though. Luca, I wouldn't stupid. know who the niece of a mafia Don is. There are no excuses for Luca. Luca needs to keep it in his pants. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I don't care. It sucks because Luca's like really... His only family he interacts with much. and Because their grandfather who raised them just died. Died and his mom and dad are off. Sucks. Doing things. And he has such like a love for his brother and he's trying to watch out for his brother. But bro. And Lucas because he drinks all the time and he parties all the time. And he just he has no sense. He's only 31. Oh my God. Grow the fuck up. (laughs) It would be understandable if he was like 21. He's a whole grown ass man. (laughs) And he's behaving like this. Shame on him. Fucking God damn it. Shame. 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 I just don't fuck the mafia. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Blanket statement. Don't fuck anybody in the mafia. (laughs) Because you're either in it or you die. You have two (laughs) options. That's your way out. That is your way out is you die. Okay, my rant is over. After he talks to his brother Luca, he's so pissed off that he decides to go to a boxing. He goes to the Valhalla Club, which is like this exclusive club. And he usually goes there after work and he uses the boxing gym, which is a great way for him to take out his frustrations, which is especially important since he's pissed at his fucking brother and he's in this situation and we meet his friend Kai, which I have a love-hate relationship with Kai, but that's besides the point. And they always spar and he lets him in on the deal that is going on between him and this, the Lau family. And, he, and Kai's just like, I never, I never thought I'd see you get married. And to Vivian, Lau, how did you manage to keep this a secret? And he's like, we're not married yet. It's a business arrangement. This was not something that he purposely kept hidden. 
And then they beat the shit out of each other and it's great. But that's how we meet Kai. During their dinner with Vivian's parents, it was hashed out that Vivian would move into Dante's place in two weeks. So the next time that we see Vivian is a week before the move-in date. And it has been radio silence from Dante. She has not seen, heard, no pigeon carrier, nothing from him in a week, even though she's supposed to be arranging all her stuff to move into his house that next week. And she's like feeling a little spicy about it. I mean, she is out drinking with her friends when she's talking about it. And they're both shocked, which is Isabella and Sloan. And they're both shocked that she hasn't heard from him. She's like, it's better we haven't spoke. He's not really the most pleasant conversationalist. And then they're both kind of like, why are you fucking marrying him? First of all, Sloan, love her. So she gives me a little bit of you vibes later on. And I was like, yeah, I feel it. And Isabella is really cool too, but yeah. So they convince her though, that she needs to go to his house that evening because he is throwing a party at his house, a private viewing of his personal art gallery. And because this man is rich in case you weren't sure. And she's like, well, I wasn't invited. And they're like, you're his fiance. You need no invitation. So she does. She goes to this party. And guess who's not happy that she shows the fuck up? Oh, that's right. Dante. It's Dante. I mean, he's like actively avoiding her. Right. And she's just like, nah, bro, I'm here. Fuck you. Well, she's just like, I thought you cared about your public persona. That's why you're having an arranged marriage kind of thing. This doesn't look great. And he's just basically like, um, I don't. And and she's like, really? Imagine how embarrassing it would be if people found out the great Dante Russo couldn't even coordinate something as simple as his fiance's move-in. You might not care what others personally think of you, but reputation is everything in business. If you can't even handle your home life, how could you possibly handle your office dealings? And then she gives him her business card. I'll be expecting an email. Here's my card. I look forward to your email. And walks the fuck out. Yep. There was a quote that was said earlier because she wasn't on the list to get into this party when Kai let her in. And he goes, oh, you know, congratulations on your engagement. Or should I say condolences? And she's like, the jury's still out. And he goes, most people treat Dante like he walks in water. And she goes, oh, trust me. I don't think he's a god. More like the devil sent to work on my last nerve. I love her little internal stuff because she's like, I was a law-abiding citizen, but if anyone could drive me to matricide, it was my future husband. So it's just, she just like, it's clear Dante Russo was Satan in a nice suit. Because that's how he treats her, though. He really just, he calls her Mia Cara all the time. And to her, it just sounds so like condescending condescending and mocking and he's rude and he's arrogant. She has a hard time being around him because he's just, he's rude. So that next week it's move-in day. And so she moves in all her stuff. He has her set up in her own bedroom and he makes it very clear to her once again, but completely in words that... 
this is a versus just him you're laughing Sorry, at me. It just completely versus, in words. Because As versus just him and the way he's treating her and like okay. disdain and whatnot. <laughs> like, but he's basically just like, this is purely a business arrangement. Nothing more. And it won't ever be. Yeah. And he repeats that quite a lot to her. He says, on your nightstand, you'll find a black Amex and your engagement ring. Wear it. And she's just like, oh, to chuck that shit out of his face. A ring on my bedside table. How romantic. You truly know how to make a woman feel special. So sassy. <laughs> and he's like, I am not here to make you feel special. Realistically, he does have a point. I understand, though, he could do it with more tact. Like, right. And she doesn't know the other side of it. That's true. Because this whole time, she has no idea that her dad has made this deal with Dante at all. She knows that something's going on, but she doesn't actually know. And that's part of know. the blackmail. He's not allowed to tell her. Right. Yes. So while she's sitting here thinking, you know, like her sister got married in an arranged marriage, but her sister and her husband now actually love each other. So she did have some kind of hope in there that maybe somewhere down the line, they could, you know, like each well, other. To, at the you very know, least. have a good, respectful yeah. relationship. She does not know that this is not, what he wants to <laughs> he keeps her His quite goal. in the dark yes. yes but she's feeling all this stuff and all this inner turmoil from his seemingly aggression towards the whole situation and whatnot and she just had to move her whole self into this jerk's house and then she gets a text message <laughs> sorry <laughs> if it's not clear i don't <laughs> It was not clear, and that's what made it even more funny because the sounds that tried to come out into the mic were kind of a weird growl. She gets a text message from the last person she ever expected to get a text message from, and his name is Heath. And of course, it just had to be. It had to be on that day, and it just says, happy pumpkin hot chocolate day. And she's kind of concerned because this man was her ex-boyfriend we're just gonna get that out of the way right now rip off that band-aid and she's like oh do they have those in california he goes no you're only allowed to drink smoothies but he's been at this cafe that they used to go to near columbia which means he's in town and he's like oh yeah i've been emailing trying to get it and she goes it'll happen persistence always wins and we kind of get a little history a little bit of that it was her ex-boyfriend, her college best friend, her first ever love. And, you know, she thought they were going to get married, but they broke up two years ago. Her father threatened to disown her if she didn't end things with him. So in the yeah. end, she chose family over him. Because, you know, family means everything to her. Insert gigantic fucking eye roll. But she's asking how his company is doing because he's running like a startup. And they're supposed to be doing an IPO. This is where I kind of wanted to punch him a little bit because he was like, we're going to go public. He kind of half mansplains what an IPO is. And I don't like it. He, I just, I don't like this man. Weirdly, I don't know because he doesn't really give off the vibes of someone that you can just not like. I just don't enjoy him as a person. 
because he hasn't talked to her in two years. And yeah, I understand you guys broke up, blah, blah, blah. And I know that the big reason they broke up is because the her dad did not think that he was good enough for her because obviously he didn't come from money and he was just starting up. He was a software person. And so now he feels like his company is starting to have the potential to be successful so he can have the potential possibility of actually engaging with a relationship with her yeah which good for you and she just decides to text him and she goes i'm engaged he never responds back it happened a few weeks ago my parents set it up i meant to tell you earlier doesn't text her back and she goes the wedding's in a year and he never texts her back which honestly listen okay Here's partly why, uh, sorry, I'm going off on so many rants and I don't apologize for this. If you were so in love with this woman and yes, her family was like, no, you're not allowed to be together. Wouldn't you, instead of just being like, okay, and accepting it, wouldn't you fight for this fucking person? Not be like, okay, well, I'm going to go do my company and hopefully you wait for me in two years. Well, and on the flip side of that. Are you going to excuse him too? No. You excuse Luca. On the flip side of that, She made it clear to him that they were done. So he should have walked away. Okay, yes. If he's going to walk away, fucking stay away. But if he was going to fight for it and he really did want her back, where has he been for two years just not randomly sending her a text out of the blue? Yeah, well, then go fuck California bitches and leave her alone. I don't know what to tell you. I hate (laughs) it. So sorry. I don't know why I'm so hated about this stupid guy. Crystal just doesn't like men today. Oh, don't wait. I fucking hate her mother, too. <laughs> She's feeling a little ranty, and that's okay. Honestly, the dad in this, oh, I just, I can't. I can't. I can't. The okay. men suck. <laughs> anyway, so that was move-in day. She was expecting, okay, maybe now that we're moved in together, he will soften a little bit, and we will have a chance of being amicable, blah, blah, blah. And no, she's hit with, I have a business trip that I'm going on for the next month. Peace out. That is after the most awkward first dinner that they (sighs) ever have together. The dinner, the first and only time that they will have dinner together, so he says. Because they're not friends. They're basically nothing. So bitch get used to eating alone is basically his words. But more eloquent. So yeah, Dante... Peace out, Girl Scout, for the next month. So when he comes back, it is time for their engagement photos. Okay, I would be so fucking pissed if my brand new fiance just ditched me for a month. I'm just saying. It's a shitty thing to do. And now they're in the park having their engagement shoot. I would be so mad. You have to pretend to be in love and you're like, peace out for a month. And you come back, you're like, all right, let's take these photos. No, bitch, you'd be groveling your ass here. Well, it kind of works out because they're super grouchy towards each other until the photographer is all like, you guys need to kiss. It's an engagement thing. We need it. One kiss. But it takes them both by surprise. The reaction they both have to the kiss. After Vivian freezes. Yeah. They're just going at it for about 30 seconds. Yeah. But then they pretend like it never happened. So it's okay. They're like... They really love to live in the delusion land. They're a little, little Delulu. A little Delulu? A little Delulu. It's funny, though, because he's back from his trip and he realizes how she got mad at him for just ditching her after she moved in. Because he's all like, I received an interesting call from my accountant. 
while I was in Paris. $100,000 charged to my Amex in one day? She's like, you gave me a black Amex. I used it. What can I say? I like flowers and shoes. Translation, you were an asshole before you left and I took it out on your bank account. Honestly, fair. He did give it to her. And you know what? The man's got to pay somehow. So she's out with Isabella at Little Farmer's Market that she goes to every week. And she's really kind of distracted because she still can't get that kiss out of her mind. So it catches her really off guard when she runs into Heath. As if it wasn't even creepier, this man just, oh my God. Well, he knew she I know you like to, I know you like to come here every week on this day. So even though I, I haven't really spoken to you and I disappeared two years ago, but I still want to see your beautiful shining face. And Heath, then go he away. acts shocked and confused when he sees her engagement ring. He kind of gives her a really hard time too. He's like, what the hell were your parents thinking besides the fact that he's a billionaire? You're only doing this for them, aren't you? I mean, duh. But he should know this happy. because of how they ended. He should know that this is something that she would have done. And he doesn't have any fucking right to say anything because you know what? He's gone. So, yep. yeah. Ugh. His little man feelings are hurt. He's poor little teeny meeny man feelings. She's also trying to defend him too. She's like, he's not that bad. And then, of course, all she could think about is the kiss in her brain hole. And he's like, you don't have to marry him. And he's just trying all he can to get back into this woman's pants. That's all yep. I can think of. So a week later, a week after their kiss, it's time for their engagement party. And we meet Christian at this party, who is clearly from another book that we have not read, which is fine, but I wish that there was proper context or if you're going to be this vague, I wish there was transparency in the blurbs so that we would know that it would be more beneficial for us to read a certain series first so that we would know he's from the Twisted series. I will read all the worlds if you're transparent enough for them to make sense. There are plenty of series where they state right at the beginning, like you don't have to read them, but it would help with context. It does feel like we should have known Christian and we didn't because we didn't read the Twisted there, series before And there this. isn't enough context in the book. It leaves a hole. It makes us feel like we're supposed to know him and his little stuff. And we, and we don't. don't. So that is something to look out for. Just know that Christian is part of another series. So, I mean, you can read that if you want. There's a book coming out that I really want to read and everyone keeps talking about it. And I think maybe some of the arcs have come out. That's why people are talking about it. In the blurb, it says right in it that it's technically linked to this other series, but you don't have to read the series first but if you want the full immersive experience it comes first yeah. that series so. and that's what i'm talking about i have authors all the time that have that that says it it's all we ask for transparency mm -hmm. so it would be because really honestly nice. we would have probably read all the twisted series first anyhow we meet christian at the engagement party he's dante's friend and he apparently is some kind of maybe technical wizard or some sort of something and he has been tasked with 
taking Francis down. He's been tasked with trying to find the evidence that Francis has on Luca and trying to make this disappear. They're trying their best to have this little public outing go smoothly and fake it till they make it type of thing. But she's kind of getting frustrated with him and his kind of like standoffishness and his insistence upon calling her Miyakara. She's just basically like, stop calling me that. And he's like, why? Like, you don't mean it. And he's like, people say things they don't mean all the time. And And nobody knows that it annoys her. Guess what he's going to do? Use it all the time. And she's like, look, I know this is just business to you. You're not high on my dream list of people to marry either, but it doesn't change the fact that we have to live with each other. We should at least try to make the most of the situation. And he's just like, I'm not, who, who's on this list? Right. What the fuck? (laughs) Who's on the list? My fiance should not have a list of other men she'd rather marry. (laughs) Kind of funny. funny. But they end up through this conversation, agreeing to a truce and that they will be amicable with each other. For the sake of their, you know, arranged engagement. The next time that they have to be presented as a couple is the Valhalla Gala. It's basically, other than that little intimate engagement party, it's their first outing as an engaged couple. Isabella works the bar there, and this is where we see the glimpse of her and Kai sparking their possible romantic relationship of what might transpire in the next book. There's a cute little conversation that takes place that involves strawberry flavored condoms. Oh my God, it's so funny. Isabella's trying to get Vivian to bang Dante, thinking that that's going to just solve all the problems. And Vivian's like, no. And she's like, fine. But if you change your mind, I have strawberry flavored condoms, magnum sized, ribbed for your. And she gets interrupted by Kai trying to order a drink at the bar behind them. He's like, I'd like a drink. And she's, of course, what can I get you? Gin and tonic, strawberry flavored. Oh, man. (laughs) It's good. It's good. So Vivian and Kai get talking while at the bar for a little while. And Dante realizes that he doesn't like that. Oh, my God. How funny. He gets a little territorial. And he's, I don't know why I feel this way. Bitch, yes, you do. You're jealous. You're my fiance, not Kai's, not anyone else's. I don't give a fuck how handsome they are or what kind of accent they have because Kai has a British accent. (laughs) You're mine and no one touches what's mine. And it's cute, his little territorial moment. She even compares him to a dog peeing and marking his territory. That was so fucking funny because... Kai's like, you know, Vivian, it's always a pleasure. I'll see you around. And Dante's and he says, as always, what did he mean as always? Like he is spiraling. <laughs> and then just Vivian goes, next time you want to mark your territory, you might as well urinate in a circle around me. It'll be more subtle. And he goes, I'm not marking my territory. And he goes, I'm not, I'm not a dog. I'm not a dog. <laughs> he was thinking that, that he's, I'm not a dog. I'm just saving you from Kai. He's not as gentlemanly as he appears. As, as he as you think it's so funny he, and it's he so clear yeah and 
And he's like, what were you guys even talking about? She goes, like, the constellation and all this other stuff. And he goes, he's a fan of Greek mythology just to pick up women. (laughs) It's really he's supposed to be your best friend? Right? (laughs) Oh, my God. But it was funny. funny. So he decides he needs her out of high space and out of the ballroom. So he gives her a tour of Valhalla. Yeah, he does. Brings her to the library and he gets a little handsy in the library. Yep. And that is when he, like, he starts in his hand down her neck and he goes, you're my fiance. And she goes, I'm not yours. Our engagement is, as you have said a many business times. business transaction. Just business. Or are you the one who's forgotten? And he goes, oh, I haven't forgotten anything. And he's like, tell me to stop if you want. Just say it. And he, like, starts running his hands up her thighs. And he goes, say it. You can't, can you? Like, he's kind of, he's pushing her limits. And starts speaking to her in Italian. And I will say, I think because I've been spoiled by other books, I really wish that I didn't have to highlight this to translate the words. Oh, man. I have to do it to most books. I'm just saying, if (laughs) you're going to do it, either have a translation page. I like the ones that have them at the bottom. Those I like good. those too. I like them. So I just, I don't know. It It's a personal thing. It's not anything. It doesn't take away from the book at all. For me, we read it on the Kindle. It might be different in the physical book. They might have the translations in the physical book. I don't think they do. Because that would but, be weird if they didn't. That's the only thing is you? Google it, I guess. So that's my, my only complaint is like, I mean, it's hot. Don't I just assume if a man just started talking to me in yeah, I just assumed they left it in the Kindle because it was easy just to click on it. I have no idea. Anyways. And then he fingers her. Oh, yes. Yes. Continue. Sorry. She just goes, you don't even like me. He goes, like has nothing to do with this, which solid point. It does not. He just goes, make no mistake, Miyakara. This is business. If there is one thing I take seriously, it's my investments. It's business. And then he leaves. Yeah. And then she dreams of him for multiple nights in a row, which I would <laughs> be too after that. She ends up getting a call to host the Legacy Ball. And this is a big deal. This is not something that just anyone is asked to do. You need to be like the cream of the crop, the who's who. And apparently the person who was supposed to host it this year had a situation arise. And they had to excuse that person and desperately at the last minute find a new person and i mean she is an event planner and she's marrying dante russo Realistically, so they made an the dante exception russo thing for her. is what pushed it over the edge yeah. <laughs> not that she's an event planner no one gives a shit about that just because dante's old money duh and also i hate this woman her name is buffy and she's not a vampire slayer no do you want to know what her dog's names are? No, I don't. Prada, Givenchy, Chanel, Dior, and Balenciaga. Those are her dogs. She named her dogs after designers. I don't care that you didn't want to know. I need other people to know this. <laughs> I already knew. I just. <laughs> We're being a bitch about it. It's fine. That is just what this kind of woman is. Like, and the unforeseen circumstances, by the way, that made this lady not have to do that is her husband was charged with embezzlement and corporate fraud. And the FBI was taking him out of their townhouse in his pajamas. 
That is why. It's not an unforeseen circumstance. Bitch, this man got arrested. <laughs> so this would be like a stain You're in still society. spicy today. I am so spicy. I don't care. Spice it up, bitch. Spice up your life. Here's some spicy nuggets. Wait up, girl. Spice up your life. I'm sorry. So, Buffy. Isn't there another girl named Bunny, too? Uh-huh. Rich people. Well, we're not crystal on the stripper pole so that is true my name is spelled like a stripper but i've accepted it at this point but my name is not (laughs) buffy or bunny moving the fuck on so she goes on a little shopping trip her parents have made their money from jewels but dante he has a lot of companies that own jewelry stores too so now that she's becoming a russo she thinks it's important that she has pieces from both companies and not just her family so she goes to one of his company's stores to pick out a couple pieces that she can wear and while she's there luca's there he is working the counter there because that is his new job now that he has fucked a mafia princess and dante thinks that he needs to work his way up good job for him honestly like luca's not mad about it either no and he's he excelling. He's doing great. Yeah, he's and doing a great job. She said that he was like one of the like most informed and well done salesmen that she's had. You he know? does make a couple comments too that like I'm aware of the business side of the arrangement. Well, because she confronts him and she's like, I get the feeling you don't like me. Because he's kind of put it off. And it's not that he doesn't like her. But he's been super like quiet and standoffish with her and he's explains to her yeah i just i don't want to have my brother get the raw end of this he kind of tries to drop the breadcrumbs for her yeah he's like your family gets much more out of this deal than ours does and and she's like it's clear that he's just trying to drop clues for her to figure it out on her own until the doors bust open so he doesn't get they're getting robbed and everyone responds accordingly, except, except Vivian, for Vivian, who freezes. who freezes. Honestly, I can really. I probably would also freeze. She panics and freezes and has a gun held under her chin. And that's where we leave the chapter until we realize that it's okay. Everyone's okay. We didn't get all the drama. It was almost like a, a fade to black situation for us. We find out through Dante, that everyone's okay. He got a call saying that a store was robbed and that Vivian was present at the store and he's panicking. Right? And yeah, he's not happy about this. And And he's like, basically, fix my meetings because he's out of town. Fix my meetings. I need to get on a flight right away. And then he says to the person on the phone, the one who held Vivian at gunpoint, leave him for me. For a man who this is all business. This doesn't mm-hmm. really feel very businessy. Yeah. So he rushes right home. You know right what it home. is? It's because he had his hands in her vagina. So now here we are. So he rushes right home and he finds her. She is clearly shaken up and physically shaking. And he just wraps his arms around her and holds her all night. And, she and they spend, yep. And they spend days kind of together, like all wrapped up and her trying to, you know, get over the shock of this but through his encouragement she ends up speaking to one of the therapists through his company 
and they have several sessions to where she's in a good place for where we next see them at Thanksgiving. So for Thanksgiving, they all go to Bali and see Dante and Luca's parents. They're hippies. They're very selfish and they're just themselves. They can't put children before themselves literally her mother greets them by saying have you lost weight are you eating enough are you sleeping enough are you having sex enough that is crossing the line she left condoms for them on their bed they're sharing a bed for this trip for Mm -hmm. the first time for the first time in forever they will be sharing a bed yeah it's a concern and vivian gets to see the reality of his parental situation and how they basically (laughs) had them realized that they weren't cut out to be parents and then ditched them with the grandfather. They see them once a year, pretend to be like super parents on that one day and then forget they exist the rest of the year. Yeah. I do want to go back for a second. Yes. They left them condoms, but you left out something very important that they also had. They had a fucking portrait of the two of them that the mother had painted from their engagement photo. But they couldn't make their engagement party because they wanted to go to this, meet this artist. I just, swans, chocolate, (laughs) roses, condoms, and a giant fucking portrait. I'm pretty sure Dante referred to it as the honeymoon suite from hell. And what made it worse was that his mother did it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to go back because I was like, girl, it was more than just condoms. <laughs> they make it through three or four days of trying to avoid going to bed at the same time and getting up before one another to avoid each other in this bed until actual Thanksgiving rolls around and they find themselves having to go to bed at the same time. And it is a little awkward. The tension is they just can't there. sleep. And yes. So... It just snaps and they magnet together and they kiss and then Dante moves downtown and starts down, 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 down on Vivian, Vivian. He's going down, 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 down. (laughs) He enjoys making her happy. And he likes making her come. That's what Ariel wants to say, but she won't say it because for some reason she won't say the words. And then reality dawns on him. And the words that Christian had said to him was that he can either have Vivian or he can have her father's head on a platter, but you can't can't have have both. both. And while he does not and want he realizes Christian's voice in his head while he's, no. you know, but he her. realizes the lines that he's crossing and how far he's going. And, and letting he, it, yeah, he's let his guard down too much, kissing mm-hmm. her, almost having sex with her. Like it is. So the wall comes right up and he basically brushes off her trying to reciprocate and leaves the room, which leaves her feeling really. I did pissed. Yeah. So after this, Dante basically does his best to avoid her as much as humanly possible going forward. He can't avoid her, though, when one day after he is fighting with Kai and he's not paying attention because his head's not in there and Mm -hmm. he gets some really good blows done to his face. So when he comes home, 
she is really concerned because he's got like bruises and blood. And she's like, who did this to you? And he's like, Kai. She goes, but he he doesn't seem like that. He's so calm and nice. And he goes, I told you he's not what he seems. So she like starts cleaning him up and she's like really telling him what to do. And he's like trying to fight back about it. But nope. Ice your face. I'm going to get disinfectant. And now we are doing this now. And he's like, I'm fine. And she's like, Dante, your skin is purple. And she like basically threatens to hit him. Like, do you want matching ones? So after, you know, he talks about, oh, yeah, you know, this isn't so bad. Like, I broke my nose a few times. And she goes, what? What? What have you done? Oh, well, I broke my nose when I was 14. Someone was bullying Luca. And she's like, how? Okay. What about the second? He goes, oh, I got drunk in college and fell into a sidewalk. (laughs) So they're actually having a cute little banter going back and forth. And then as she's done, he goes, oh, you're forgetting one thing. And she goes, what? He goes, my kiss. And I'm like, dude, you just left her in bed and you've been ignoring her. What the fuck? And he goes, one kiss for each of my injuries. That's it. Would you deny a dying man his last (laughs) wish? She's like, don't be so dramatic. You're the one who said you were quote unquote fine but in since you insist on being such a baby about it and then so she does kiss him and then she goes hey about bali and he goes yeah she goes you were right to stop things when you did what we did was a mistake i know that we're getting married so we will have to eventually but it's too soon and he was like we were both right you know i should have stopped it but it didn't mean i had to like that i had to stop it they kind of get to more of an amicable Mm -hmm. terms and it kind of lasts them through the holiday season they have a brief visit to her parents house for christmas but nothing crazy happens and the next time we really see them is january everything is kind of going for them at work vivian is really trying to get everything settled with the legacy ball you know dante's got his work stuff you know i think they've been busy so now we're in january and it's like mid-january when all of a sudden she gets flowers delivered to her and they're beautiful fucking flowers she was surprised she's like dante doesn't seem like the type to send random flowers they're not from fucking dante do you want to know who these are from here's what the card says vivian Happy belated new year. I thought of you at midnight, but didn't have the guts to send you this until now. Hope you're doing well. Love, Heath. P.S. I'm here if you ever change your mind. Do you know who's not happy about her getting these flowers? Dante. Well, she's at the office trying to get things done for the Legacy Ball. And Isabella's there with her. And she looks at the card and she's like, ugh love heath first he shows up in new york and coincidentally runs into you and now this that man needs to move on and then from behind them they didn't realize he was there it's who's heath he ain't very happy about this dante is not happy dante had (laughs) shown up and brought her lunch bella's like well this was fun but i gotta go And she just like fucking pieces out. And so now she's stuck to like kind of explain this to Dante. And she goes, it was just a, you know, it was just a New Year's gift. Like the champagne glasses my mom bought us. And he goes, these aren't champagne glasses. It's just flowers. They're harmless. And he's like, 
Who is he? fucker is sending you flowers and you want to tell me it's harmless? Yeah. And he's like, why is your ex-boyfriend sending you roses and love notes? And she goes, it's not a love note. He goes, well, fucking looks like one to me. Do you still love him? And she's like, we broke up years ago. That doesn't answer my question. And she's like, it doesn't matter. I'm engaged to you. I'm not getting back together with him. I will not have my fiance pining after another man before, during, or after the wedding. And she's like, what does it matter? You'll get your market access and business deal either way. Stop pretending this is a normal agreement. It's not. We may have kissed and gotten a little more intimate, but we are not a love match. You've told me that time and time again. You have me, but you don't get to dictate how I feel or who I think about. That is not part of the agreement. Yeah. And he leaves. He fucking leaves. And then she sees the paper bag he left, which was two takeout boxes from her favorite sushi restaurant. So he was being really sweet and bringing this to her. So after this flower incident, Dante avoids her for weeks. Like he does his best to avoid her for weeks. He even decides to go visit Christian and get this little Heath situation taken care of. And he wants Christian to take down his IPO. But the problem is, is that while he is visiting Christian, avoiding Vivian, by the way, he made the poor choice of poking Christian a little bit. And when he was in the lobby of Christian's building, he kissed the hand of the girl that Christian is obsessed with. And Christian is not happy. So you know what Christian does? He decides to get his version of even for Dante having dared go near the girl that he's obsessed with. That we wouldn't know because we didn't read that book, which we would have if we had known. But we're assuming probably doesn't even know he barely exists because that's what this looks like. But he is that territorial that... Yeah, he does something. So Dante gets a call from, is it like his security or like his building dude or like, I think that's his security dude. I have no idea. It doesn't say. So he explains that she has a visitor and he just goes, from what I gather, it's a former paramour. I believe his name is Heath. And he's pissed. He's like, what the fuck is Heath doing at my house he's like normally I wouldn't really bother you but he was super insistent on seeing Vivian and given this unexpected arrival I figured I would just you know call you and let you know and he's pissed because he's in DC Vivian's in New York and he's like I'm gonna fly back tonight he tells Christian he's like I gotta go it's a personal matter has come up and Christian's like this personal matter wouldn't happen to be Vivian's ex-boyfriend showing up at your house, would it? And he's like, what the fuck did you do? He's like, I merely facilitated a reunion between your fiancé and an old friend. Since you enjoyed fucking with me so much, I figured I'd return the favor. Oh, and Dante, touch Stella again, and you'll no longer have a fiancé. So we gather that Christian really likes Stella and he doesn't like to be fucked with. I wish we had the context. I truly do. 
but yeah, so this was Christian. This was his fault. So Dante books it the fuck home. Like, pew, I'm gonna go. And it's only an 80 minute flight. And he gets there and catches Vivian and Heath talking and catches Heath basically being like, you know, my business is about to take off. You know, I'll be with you. You know, you can just talk to your parents about it. It's no big deal. You don't have to marry him, blah, blah, blah. So in response, he gets a good sock to the nose. He deserved it. Yeah. Dude, are you dumb? And in this man's house? So Dante basically escorts Heath out and is like, I don't give a fuck how long you and Vivian have known each other or how long you've dated. You don't touch her. You don't talk to her. You don't even fucking think about her. You do. I'll break every fucking bone in your body until your mother won't even recognize you. Understand? And then he goes in and talks to Vivian and she's all mad because she's like, you could get in trouble. What are you thinking? Blah, blah, blah. Heath was wrong for what he tried to do, but why are you upset? Because you're threatened? Territorial? I'm not a toy. You don't get to just toss me aside and then pick me back up when someone else wants to play with me. That's not how this works. And he's like, I hate the idea of anyone touching you. I hate that people can make you laugh in a way that I can't. I hate how I feel around you. Like you're the only person can make me lose control when I don't lose control. He said he still loves you. Yeah, he's not. (laughs) And she's like, why do you care? Like, why does this bother you? And he's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know isn't good enough. She just really wants him to admit out loud that he has the feelings. And internally, he's just like, who the fuck authorized these feelings to happen? And he's like, you want to know the truth? If I loved you as much as he claims to love you, nothing would have stopped me from keeping you. And she's like, if? Hypothetical. And he's like, yes, hypothetical. And then he picks her up, kisses her, and carries her off to his bedroom where they have wild monkey sex. Yeah, they bang. Congratulations. You're a winner. I mean... He's got a big dick, so who really is She's happy about it, so. She's also very concerned that it's not going to fit, but, you know. The concern doesn't last long because he just shoves it in and goes. I was just going to say, he doesn't even give her no prep. He just right into her. And he has a mirror in his room, and they watch each other, and yeah, just. He is like, you need to watch us. I'm the only one who gets to see you like this. You are my wife. And she's like, I'm not your wife yet. He says, but you are mine. You asked if it was still just business. Does it it feel like business? In her head, she goes, no, no, it doesn't. They agree to go on a date and they do. And it's cute and they enjoy themselves. So then they, they keep going on dates. They do a whole month of trying with each other and dating. And it's really cute. And then we have Crystal's favorite scene in the book. No, it's absolutely <laughs> not my favorite scene in the book. There are very da- few Dante things. Dante is taking her on a date and he won't tell her where they're going. It's a surprise. But they're I like stuck that part. Tra- that is not the part I have a problem with. But they're stuck in traffic. So to pass the time, they fool around a little in the limousine. Mm-hmm. And then she rides him. And then he goes, you're making a mess. Should I make you clean it up? Have you lick your own cum off the seat? And you know what she does? While I pound you from behind? It's so... No. 
don't kink no. shame crystal i would never kink shame but no absolutely not i'm not going to do it but i am doing it you can clearly go fuck yourself i mean it was kind of hot not kink shaming it was just <laughs> disgusting because I- the thing is is okay no 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 i don't care no because she just had to lick the seat a was, little okay so and he then is, she got a wild ride because he teases her he goes no you need to clean your mess up first like and she just talks little girl and she he doesn't call her a good little girl I'm he calls sure her a good does. girl after she does it he just says clean up your mess first so she does and she licks it and she talks about the tanginess of it flooded her taste buds no and then he goes good girl which i'm okay with the good girl and the praise is great absolutely fucking no am i licking? they enjoyed themselves i don't care i am not licking my own cum up <laughs> off of the seat if well this say, isn't you i don't give a shit if, 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 if the option is i'm gonna fuck you to the end of your life so but you have to lick your cum up i'm sorry i'm getting out of the goddamn car oh and then you can fuck me later but i am not no <laughs> Crystal doesn't want to be fucked. <laughs> I will go home and fuck myself. Okay. There you go. There I will you go. Like a lady boss. Um, I mean, to each their own. To each their own. I'm not licking cum off a seat. Well, good thing you are not Vivian Lau. Vivian Lau wanted to lick the cum off the oh, well, seat. Well, so. Vivian Lau does a lot of weird, <laughs> crazy shit that probably she should get some therapy. She is in therapy. So good well, thing. Well, it's apparently not working pretty well because she can't say no to her parents. Spoiler alert. She does eventually. It takes a long time. The amount of times that like her dad was like, you're going to do this or like at Christmas when he goes, you need to do this and you need to do this. And she's just like, okay. Even though she goes, no, but this, he goes, no, do this. She goes, oh, okay. And then does it anyways. And then her mom's just a piece of shit. And anyways, continuing, I'm done talking. So the surprise date is at Valhalla. He sets up a whole like star extravaganza for her because he says you can't see the stars in new york so i brought the stars to you it's super cute they have a nice dinner specifically found orion because it is the one that she loves the most because he reached out to find out what it was and it was very Mm -hmm. cute and they get talking and they're just talking in general it wasn't even really meant to happen but they were talking about each other's families They were talking a little bit about the wedding and she's like, yeah, my dad got the date he wanted. That's all he cares about. So now it's just my mom hounding me about details. And he's like, August 8th, let me guess. That's the date he made his first million. And she's like, close, but not quite. Eight is his favorite number. And the number eight, really. And that dawns on him because Christian and his men have been trying to find all the copies that Francis has of the evidence on Luca and they've only found five so far and they don't know how many there are. So this kind of helps give Dante kind of a guess that it's probably that there's going to be eight. Yeah. Because his address is everything Everything about him has eight. Yep. It is known in their culture about superstition and numbers and everything. So two weeks later, they're still doing their thing. They are enjoying themselves. They're out on a date when Dante invites Vivian to go on his business trip with him. And at first she's like, I can't do that. It's too last minute. Like I have the ball coming up, blah, blah, blah. And 
he's so kind of cute because he's like, I don't want to be without you. And she's like, are you having separation anxiety? And he's like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So they go and they have a great time. And she realizes that she's falling in love in the city of love. Well, until Dante gets a call from Christian saying they found all eight now that they had a number and they were able to find more places to look because of the eight thing. And after much dilemma... He kind of goes back and forth with it because he really, really likes Vivian now. And he is so torn because he wants, you know, revenge for his brother because no one fucks with a Russo. And he really needs to put it out there. But if he takes down her dad, he's going to lose her. He, he's going to lose like my her head too. or my heart. One of them would win. I just and didn't know which one. He is also kind of wrestling with it too because Vivian doesn't know everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so now he's also trying to wrestle with telling her. Tell her? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and he's like, trying to measure the, right the days in his mind on how many days he has to tell her. Yeah. And Christian is like, what do I what do you what do I do? Like what's what's the game plan here? And he just and says take him down. Take him down. Yep. And so over the next week Dante starts distancing himself from Vivian more and more. He's such a dick about it. Because he's trying to, he's I trying get to put it. a barrier up over his heart. Because he's but they literally trying to went from her falling in love basically to for him to be like putting walls up again. Yeah. And it's he and it's does confusing it a lot. for her. It is, but he does do it a lot throughout the whole book. And mm-hmm. she's just getting really frustrated because you can't like her one minute and then be a dickhole the next it's so tiring back and forth, that back and forth pull and that's something that is not my favorite thing in books truly no she's really trying though and she's yeah. trying to figure out what is going on and trying to bring him out of this funk or what what could possibly be going on so like i said a week later she's trying again and she's trying to make an attempt with him and she brings him lunch to his office and this does not go well well, he's um, in a meeting. Yeah. So she's like, I'll wait. It's okay. I'll wait till he gets out. So she just goes to the waiting room there outside his office. And she hears talking and then she hears a very, very familiar voice going on that did not belong to Dante. And so she walks over towards his office, which honestly, if I heard a voice I also knew, I want to know. I am nosy as shit. Not a great idea at this point. Because she just hears her father in there. And her father doesn't really come to New York much at all. And he never, like, comes Plus by. Plus, it's a work day for him. Yeah. She just hears Dante go, I know precisely what I've done. The last time you showed up uninvited, you had the upper hand. You used my brother to get to me. I've simply evened the scales. And she's like, what the hell did my father do? And... They're basically talking about everything that's going on. So now she's like, what the fuck? What does his brother have to do with anything? Yeah. Right. She's like, what the fuck has my father done now? Because obviously if his brother's involved and something's going on with Don, something is fucked up. And her dad's like, you're the one responsible for the fake reports. And Dante's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, but you know, that seems kind of serious. Just leave. Go handle your face. You should probably you should probably check on that. Yeah. And that and she has no idea what's going on with that either. She's mm-hmm. like, wait, what's going on with the company? Mm-hmm. And she hears her father say, Vivian will never forgive you for this. And then 
she hears Dante. You're assuming I care what she thinks. It's so bad. He just keeps going and going and going. And then the words just start spiraling in her head. I was forced into this engagement. I will never willingly choose her. You blackmailed me into this. And they just keep circling and spiraling into her head until she spirals and has to get the fuck out of there. And in her brain, now it's clicking and now it's making sense because originally it didn't make sense as to why he would willingly become not a bachelor anymore. Or be associated with her family to right. have so that. So now everything is finally just clicking in her head. This is what the fuck. And like, has he been pretending the whole time? And she has to get out of there and she books it and she just tosses the food at his assistant on the way out. And she needs to get out of there. And then we get Dante's side of it. And so, this fucking man. Dante gets rid of the father, but then his assistant comes in with the food and he realizes that Vivian overheard the whole thing. And he's like, ah, shit. And then he yeah. cancels the meetings for the rest of the day. Rushes home to talk to her. And he finds her packing and he just walls up again. He's like, were you going to leave without telling me? She's like, I'm doing you a favor. I'm saving you from the hard conversation. I heard you. You don't want me here. You never wanted me here. I'm leaving. All good. And he's like, that's it? After eight months? After finding out what your father did? That's all you have to say? She's like, what do you want me to say? Do you... Know how it feels to learn that your fiancé was only with you because he was forced into it? To think you were actually getting closer when you secretly hated me. Not that I blame you. If I were in your position, I would hate me too. And he's like, I don't hate you. And then he explains the whole thing. What actually like the evidence was with Luca and whatnot. And he's like, I did what I had to do. No one threatens a Russo. He's like, I'm sorry you got caught in the middle of this. You were never at fault, but I had to protect my family. And this is, this is just business. Wrong thing to say, buddy. Wrong thing to say. Yeah, no. So she's just like, right, just business. And then she takes off her ring, hands it to him and takes off. Yeah. And she ends up going to her friend Sloan's house and she gets there and she's just exhausted and you know, emotionally exhausted. She's got blisters on her feet. And Sloane, she's a great friend. And she just goes, do I need to sharpen my knives and prepare contingency plans for a homicide charge? And I was like, you know, Ariel would be that way. And then she just goes, Dante and I broke up. And Sloane's like, I gathered as much. I will sharpen those knives. <laughs> and she strictly goes into kind of like a businessy mode, but not really. She goes, okay, so engagement's off. We need a plan. We'll call the wedding. I want to read Sloane's book. The next one is, is we looked it up. I know the next one is is Isabella's. So she just, she's like, oh, wait, no, no, no. We got to, we got to do a breakup announcement first. And she's like, Sloane, can we, can we just talk about this later? I just, I just, (laughs) I just need to relax. I just want to shower and sleep. And Sloane's like, Vivian, it's okay. Like you can stay as long as you want. There are only three people who come into this place and it's you and Isabella. And the maintenance guy. And Vivian's like, I didn't know you had that kind of a relationship with the maintenance guy. And she goes, 
get some rest. We'll we'll talk about this in the mornings. All she can think about as she's going to sleep is that her father lied and manipulated and used her and that Dante, you know, it just says, I never willingly choose her and this is just business. And then she just literally cries herself to sleep. So on the flip side of that, Dante spends three days of drinking with Vivian's voice inside his head on repeat. And he's having conversations with her in his head and just fragments of things that she has said in the past to him on repeat. And he is not doing well. And Greta, his fantabulous housekeeper, who we haven't really mentioned thus far, which is a travesty and a shame to us and a disservice to Greta because Greta is the true MVP of this book because she's kind of like- Yeah, she's kind of like a motherly figure towards him. So she basically raised him since he was a kid. Well, she's always taken care of him. I was going to say the grandfather too. The grandfather absolutely did not raise him. She's been the motherly figure. She basically raised him. She's always been around and, you know, she now just takes care of his house. And like when he had gotten older, he basically undercut his grandfather to have her with him and his grandfather gave him, him a bit of res- yeah gave him respect for like you know underhanding it but so she's been around for a very very long time and so she knows him she knows his moods she so she put sees up with his, shit. his three days of despair and basically says that's enough and calls luca to come drag him out of it yeah. and yeah. luca comes and <laughs> First starts telling him like how great he's doing because he's oh my god therapy and he's doing great at work and all this stuff and he met a girl he met a girl her name is Leaf her name is fucking Leaf Leaf Green that's all you need to know about her by the way Leaf Green there you go parents had to have hated her but he kind of he's like what are you doing man don't you want her what what are you doing. You let her go because of what? Your pride and vengeance? Those things only get you so far. Don't let your pursuit of wrath ruin the best thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah, figuring things out with Vivian will be hard, but you've always been a fighter. So fucking fight. So that gets him off the floor. Yeah. Meanwhile, Vivian is visiting Daddy Dearest. I hate him so much. And she confronts him. Yes. And she's like straight out asks him, did you blackmail Dante? He I just, did like, it for the family. Well, he's just shocked kind of a little bit. And well, kind of. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of expressions. <laughs> she's like, I fucking overheard you. Well, then you know what happened. And you like, don't need to ask me. waste my time? This man is like awful. <sighs> and she goes, am I so fucking undesirable you had to force someone? And he goes, don't be dramatic. And I'm like, it isn't about you. It's it about furthering the family. And he's just like, the opportunity arose and I took it. His <laughs> brother was foolish and reckless. What were the chances I'd catch him and with Romano's And he's like, clearly knees? to our benefit. Yeah, the company's not doing well because there are little rumors going around that are kind of Fucking with the reputation. Tanking. Yeah, yeah, their stock. Then he says, well, he still likes you, so you can ask him to kind of assist. And she goes, I, I'm not going to help you. Like, this is this is your mess. And mm. he gets a little pissy about it because is this how we raised you to be so disrespectful and disobedient? And then 
she fucking <sighs> blows up at him and she's like i have done everything that you have asked of me i went to the right college broke up with heath played the role of a perfect society daughter i even agreed to marry a man i barely knew because it would make you happy but i'm done living my life for you it is my life not yours in the same way you can't make decisions for me any longer i can't make excuses for you not anymore and then this mother fucker says of course you're free to make your own decisions but i want you to know this if you walk out of this office today without making amends for your insolence you are no longer my daughter or allow and she walks Bye-bye. Very tough decision Asshole. because she wanted to apologize to him, but she held it in and she basically just got disowned. So she has not only lost her family, but she lost Dante in the span of a week. And it's crazy. She still has a job to do. Yeah, because if y'all forgot what was coming up, it's legacy ball time. It's ball time, baby. So she ha- still has to go to this thing. And Dante's not on her arm. And there are a lot of whispers because but she is lots dressed of rumors are going. Fabulous. Yes, but way. lots of rumors are going on around about her family. She doesn't have her engagement ring on her hand. The party is full of whispers. Because high society people have nothing better to do in their life. <laughs> Here comes Kai to the rescue, though. And Kai <laughs> swoops in so funny. and asks her to dance. And it's so sweet. And he's like, we're like in a fishbowl right now. Also, this man goes, <laughs> I know you and him just broke up, but would you want to go out? She doesn't know that this man is playing Has a chess. plan. Yes. He can see what's behind her. And while he's talking her up and trying to get her to agree to go out with him, he's dipping his hand lower on her back and really smirking behind her shoulder. She's just like, yeah, it would be too soon. I'm sorry, but we were, we're just friends. And she doesn't realize he's locked eyes with Dante across the room. Because Dante's and there. Who's coming in jealous and hot? And he, and he just feet. goes, take your hands off my fiance (laughs) he's like you touch vivian again and i'll kill you so he steps in and starts dancing with her and she's like what are you doing here and he goes i was invited by (laughs) you i believe and she goes no what are you doing here dancing with me because you're my fiance he goes, we had a fight. We didn't officially break up. She's like, I gave you back uh, my ring. And, and you, you took, took it. <laughs> I moved out. Like, oh, my God. And But he's like, I fucked up. Like, I said so many things that I shouldn't have. And I was. Mm-hmm. And then he tells her that he loves her. He says, you've been gone less than a week. And I already feel like I've spent an eternity in hell. He's like, I love you, Vivian, more than I could ever hate your father and more than I ever thought I was capable of. And he's like, you and me, for real this time, we can make it work if you want to. And he's going on a date with me. And and she's like, popcorn. And and she's like, no. And he's like, why not? And she goes, there's a thousand reasons. And then she comes up with reasons and he just goes, 
that's six reasons. I can work with six. I can even work with a thousand. You don't think we're a good idea, but I'll prove we are. Give me time, Mia Cara. That's all I need besides you. And it's so sweet. But she doesn't agree. They just part ways. And And it's it's just so so funny funny because the next day she's getting coffee and she's just kind of like. Her phone's blowing up from the event. Yeah. So she's focusing on her phone. Yeah. She opens an email and then she bumps into another patron and spills coffee all over them. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. And he goes, that's all right. We've all been there. Hi, I'm Dante. This man. A fake meet cute. It is. And it's shop. because, and he goes, do you come here often? She goes, you know I do. But he says, you know, you said our relationship had a rocky start. So you're right. So I'm trying for a fresh start. No business. No bullshit. Just us meeting normally like any two people and would. It's so cute. He tries to ask her out and she says no. And they he keeps trying. And she finally agrees to just give him her number, which of course he already has. But and like... then he just calls her. Later that night, that he night, calls her. And she's like, you're supposed to wait three days, not the same day. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, it's it's Dante from the coffee shop. It's I don't so know if you remember funny. me. <laughs> they do agree to go on a date. Yeah. And it's well, he cute. does. He's like, I am desperate the apartment's not the same without you she goes and they do movies and takeout together and it's super cute and he's like move back in i miss you and she's like no but they do agree to do more dates though and on one of these dates she gets a call from her sister who is overwhelmed because their parents are at her house and she's having to deal with the brunt of it by herself so she's begging vivian to come And Vivian's like, I feel like I should and do the dutiful thing, but I don't want to go by myself. Dante's like, I'll go with you so you don't have to go alone. (laughs) And it's so cute. So they go get on a plane and go to Vivian's sister's house together. Fucking hate her parents. Oh. (laughs) So they finally do get their dinner confrontations, though. She confronts her mother for being such a nitpicky bitch about literally everything about the way she looks, what she eats, what she wears, all this shit. And which we didn't talk a ton about, but it's just super frustrating. And she confronts her father at dinner and Because she asks her mom if she knew about the blackmail. She goes, of course not. Honestly, I call bullshit. I call bullshit too. And she says at dinner, she goes, we were better as a family before we were rich. And he's all like, you do not get to sit here and lecture me. I am your father. And she's (laughs) like, no, you're not. You disowned me, remember? Yeah. And she's like, you didn't treat me like a daughter. You treated me like a pawn. Your willingness to cut me off the minute I refused to do your bidding is proof of that. I'll always be grateful for the opportunities you provided to me growing up, but the past doesn't excuse the present. And the truth is, present you is not someone I would be proud to call a parent. And Dante comes in with the double hit after dinner and says... If you ever talk to her the way you talk to her at the dinner table tonight, if you hurt her in any way, if you make her shed a single tear or cause her even a single fucking second of sadness, I will take everything from you. Her mom tried to redeem herself. Very small and briefly. And, I don't buy it. But no, like her mom tries to redeem herself by you're you're a good daughter. I'm so sorry if I ever made you feel like you're not. Perhaps that's not always the right approach. And I'm like, bitch. You're not sorry. You're not sorry at all. None she of this. She is like the epitome no. of, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I fucking hate her. 
Yeah. So then she tells Dante later that evening that she loves him too. And they're all happy. And And then she speaks Italian back to him. Mm -hmm. And he got so surprised. And she goes, I speak six languages, Dante. Right. Like Italian's uh, one of them as a bargaining chip for you at the dinner. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) You just don't pay attention. So a month later, we get a re-proposal from Dante and he is using his grandmother's ring to propose to her and it's cute and that is the end of the book and then we just get an epilogue on their wedding day which Francis was here as Celia her mother plus one but he'd been stripped of all father of the bride duties Cecilia would be walking her down the aisle instead it was a humiliating public snub for someone so obsessed with his reputation But he must have thought not attending was worse than attending as the guest of a guest. So yeah, that's the end of King of Wrath. Yeah, it was. Who was uh, your favorite character? My favorite character, I really liked Greta. I really liked Sloane and I really liked Isabella. So I really liked the three, the two best friends and then the caretaker lady. I really liked Kai. (gasps) I was a big Kai fan. Kai was probably my fave. He's a sassy little motherfucker. I liked Kai. I also really liked Sloan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kai was probably my favorite. Who was your least favorite? Both of their mothers, I'm going to say. Because o- the obvious would be her dad, because her dad's a shithead. But I'm going to say both of their mothers, because neither one of them were very good mothers. All of the parents sucked. Yeah, all, all the parents. All the parents. All, all right. What does Amazon rate this? Amazon gives this a 4.4. I give it a solid four. Liked the story. Clearly, I didn't like some of the stuff in it, but that's okay because, you know, but it was still really good. I really enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the story. Hated the parents, but that's par for the course of Mm. a lot of books. (laughs) I also gave this a four. Yeah. Yes. I wasn't super huge fan of the constant back and forth. Yeah. Tug of war. But... But I like you, but I don't. But, but I, like I liked you, a lot of the characters, like yeah. the likable ones, not the <laughs> likable ones. And yeah. I didn't like the the fact that you couldn't fully 100% enjoy this as a standalone. Yeah, that um, part. I mean, honestly, if if that had been fixed, I probably would have rated it a bit higher only right. because yes. of that one issue. Yeah. Otherwise, I was. I, I just was I love when worlds cross over. Yeah. I just want to know. Make it. Yeah, or make it so that can you show me (laughs) or make it so that it's not so like you're missing something. Yeah, I think that was the biggest part because I mean, there have been no one likes to read a book making you feel like you're missing something. Right. It makes me feel stupid. So Mm. I have obviously read books that have characters from other books that don't state that they're from other books, but you don't read it like that. You don't. Yeah, there's not. It doesn't feel like you're missing context for this character. So there's Mm -hmm. that cucumber rating i'm gonna go with a four i'm gonna give it a five or a six i'm gonna give it a five i'm gonna get a five i didn't feel like there was a lot really fucking hated that one scene there was some there was some there was quite a few scenes there it wasn't a lot for it wasn't a lot but there was there was enough i think for what it was they talked a lot about having sex without actually describing any of it which that kind of sucked but we did get quite a few scenes that were described and that limo scene was quite interesting 
that's saying something right there. And so that was interesting. Is the word I would. So I'm gonna give it a five. So that was King of Wrath. Yeah, baby. What are we reading next? Well, there's a wheel. Great, fabulous. Are you ready to wheel of fate? It. I'm ready. Damn it. I was not ready for your. I'm ready, but I'm ready <laughs> for the wheel of fate. Are you ready for it? Wheel of fate. Do you want to know what we're reading next? I do. Cool. All right. Let me push the button. We are going to read Dirty, Bad, Wrong by Jade West. Oh, wait a minute. We liked her. I think so. And I'm pretty sure this is a book that I did. I think, yeah, maybe. This one actually might be a book that we both put on the list. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, I have it on my list, too. Yeah. Look at that. Ooh, this might be a good one. So... Dirty, bad, wrong. They call him Mask. I call him They call him Cece. They call him Jane. That's not my name. It's not my... Sorry. That's not this book. They call him Mask. I call him God. The man I want to consume me. Own me. I'm done. I'm sorry. The man (laughs) I want to consume me. Own me. Break me and corrupt me. Yet I've never seen his face. Well, you probably should see his face. His body ripples like an Adonis. Sculpted well, I gather in he has a steel. mask. Shut up. <laughs> sculpted in steel and dripping in sin. His flesh is inked with the mark of the chimera. One body, two very different halves. He plays hard. He plays rough. He has no limits. He's so fucking dirty, bad, wrong. But I love dirty, him for Dirty, bad, it. wrong. Lydia Marsh is always the strong one. The girl who never breaks and sure as hell never cries. She's got it all. The perfect little life in cozy suburbia with her perfectly nice boyfriend and their perfectly sufficient sex life. She's even got her perfect little career plan all wrapped up at Trial Run Software Group. But when it falls apart and Lydia's pretty green eyes are fixed on a brutally sexual stranger, the man they call Mask, she comes to suspect that being strong isn't all it's cracked up to be. For now, Lydia wants something she's never wanted before, and she wants Mass to give it to her. Warning. This novel contains graphic sex and hardcore elements of BDSM. There are scenes of violence, consensual, as well as sexual practices some readers may find offensive. Damn. Yeah. Well, join us next week. Next week. Dirty Bad Wrong. Dirty Bad Wrong. Next week on Dirty Bad Wrong. <laughs> next week on the Smutty Book Club. We're reading. Dirty bad wrong. Okay, bye. Thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. Bye. Oh my god. Oh fuck. Oh fuck.